questions. Where are you? We're going to die! First of all, you're not going to die. Second of all, don't talk back to the screens. Obviously, I'm a recording and I can't hear you. Third, don't panic. Especially you, Graham. I'm not panicking! Yes, you are. Welcome to Into the Time Vortex podcast. We criticize Doctor Who. We criticize <laughs> Doctor Who uh, uh, with uh, with regularity here. So, um, I am Ken. Jeff. Julia. And we're talking about an episode, Spyfall Part 2. Uh, second part to the opening of this season with Jodie Whittaker's second season, Chris Chibnall's second season. And a quick recap of last week, we our last time, we um, we watched an episode that we thought was pretty good, and 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 then we 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 things happened at the end, and we were kind of like, what? So, um, did this episode redeem any of it? Uh, is it was it any better, or was it worse? It was about the same. I, I mean, it was okay. It was I didn't o- think it was. I didn't think it was fantastic. I, I um. I thought a lot of it was contrived. I did like that she got thrown back and met Ada Lovelace. I thought that was kind of cool. I mean, that happens fairly regularly on this show that she meets, or the Doctor meets some, you know, famous historical figure. Um, And Charles Babbage. But do they need to? Eh, you know. Well, <laughs> I mean, in the in this in the plot, it's all about computers, and um, obviously there's there's a connection there with with computers, and I do like that connection. Um, over the course of this series, we've met a lot of, and I'm not trying to play this card, but we've let a, we've met mostly men that are famous in in history. Mm-hmm. Even in the new series, and you know, they're sort of like they feel like I felt like this episode they were sort of making up for it by sort of uh, bringing two in, and um, you know, that's fine. And then you know, they still had Char- uh, Charles Babbage, so it wasn't like they were just like all females and every all the men are, are bad. I mean, that's <laughs> <laughs> some shows are like that, but so. Um, but there was a computer connection, which was important. And then I thought the scene at the end where he's, she's talking to her, is it Ada? Ada, yeah. And Ada's like, well, I want this information, which is reminiscent of, like, uh, racing Donna's memory. Mm-hmm. Um, it's something that you don't want to see because it's such a, a great thing, and then you just lose that memory. And, um, you know, it's, it's a little sad, but then the doctor says... Yeah, but you don't need this because you're going to figure this out. You're going to sort of be one of the people that that and you're you you don't have to you know follow along with us. You're going to be spearheading your own stuff, so you don't need this information or whatever. So, well, and if she had that information, she wouldn't be able to do anything with it anyway because the technology yeah. doesn't exist in her time. Yeah, not in 1834. Right, and it, it, it could mess up things too. It mess that's up the timeline. That's why she did it. Right. And you know, if it makes people look up Ada Lovelace, even better. Yeah, I don't I didn't know any of those those two characters. I mean the spy I mean Ada Lovelace basically invented the computer. Yeah, I, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. I didn't know the spy, nor I didn't know her. But I'm assuming that's a real person. I'm assuming it's a real person, but I didn't she was a real person. I, I did not know Ada I mean I did know Ada Lovelace and I knew 
what she had done, and I mean, she's she's pretty important, and she doesn't get much recognition yeah. in history because she was a woman and she was doing all this in 1834 when women didn't do these things. Well, I mean, the, the, the history is littered with that, where you have people, a lot of people who are working on similar ideas at the same time, and then one of them comes out on top, and the others are like, well, wait a minute, I have this information, and, then, yeah, and mm -hmm. it's like, no, no, the history forgets them, and then now we're, yeah. we're go back and say, we're always, we're a society now where it's like, and just because this person is well known, yeah, let's bash them down and, and look at the other people and say, well, wait a minute now, maybe these people are, <clears throat> you know, and, and so, and the way, that's the way it should be. You should be able to recognize the people that, the unsung heroes or the people that um, did other things that maybe, you know. Yeah, I mean, and I think, if, I mean, it happened more to the women who contributed to yeah. these things because of, the way women have been portrayed throughout history. Yeah. You know, at the time that she, I mean, hell, until like, I don't know, the turn of the 20th century, women were basically their husband's property, and they had no rights. They couldn't own their own property. They couldn't, you know, they couldn't do anything. Well, it's, it's almost like they, they would, if, even if they came up with something, the, the man would take the credit for it or whatever, right. because it's almost like they work for them or something. You know, right. So. Um, well, anyhow, um, so, um, I, I will say this, uh, uh, my observation is that the Lenny, Harry, Lenny, Lenny Henry character, Daniel Barton, Daniel Barton, I, I felt like would have made a better master than the other guy. That's my earliest comment, especially when he's, um, sort of being really malicious toward his mother or whatever. What happened to the Barton? Did he escape? He escaped. He escaped. Okay. So, um, that's why I mean, out the door. Yeah, I, I didn't, what, I don't remember there being a story about his mother in the last episode. Well, he was, his mother was a fan of the publication. Oh, the... The, that 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 the Yaz and and Ryan were pretending to work for, so oh, that's why he granted legacy, them legacy, right? Media, um, a newspaper. Yeah, I'm not exactly sure what that was all about. Um, There's a lot of so this episode reminded me more of last season. There was less. There's a couple things in. There's a few things in the last episode from last season. Which was called the with the Dalek resolution. Yeah, and this last episode, Spyfall Part One, which I thought improved. There, there was better tension, better action, better, better bad guys. This episode reverted back a little bit, and that there was a lot of talking. There was a lot of, uh, on the top of the uh, uh, Eiffel Tower. They, the Doctor and the Master talked for a long time about the plot, and. I think that's one of our complaints from last season is there was a lot of like the doctor figuring things out and and kind of just sitting down and going well, wait a minute now and kind of explaining the whole plot whereas Russell T. Davis and Moffat sort of explained it or, or explained it as you went along and and Chibnall hasn't figured out I don't think quite how to explain it while you go along and do something yeah yeah I found this episode way more 
talky and boring yeah. of it, yeah, than the previous one. And and goofy, you know, the laser shoes. I mean, it was very yeah. Inspector Gadget. Oh, yeah. And uh, just not my... I just thought that was goofy. And I don't... I'm not familiar with... Um, who's the actor who plays Graham? Um, Bradley Walsh. Bradley Walsh. I mean, is he traditionally a comic? I don't know. I thought he was a just talk show host for a game show. Oh, yeah, but they all do so many things over there. That's and usually all I know the before. usually the game show hosts are comedians. Yeah. Um, it must be the well, I mean, a lot of guest stars and for Doctor Who have been comedians, and and that's one of my th even in the classic series with Russ with um, Jonathan Turner. He brought in tons of comedians, and Spencer I hated McCoy that. McCoy was a comedian. Yeah, and, and almost every guest star in the Spencer McCoy era was some sort of comedian, and they, they it comes off as, you know, there's exceptions. I think the the Donna character, uh, Kathy Tate, um, I thought that was horrible, you know, the first episode that she was in, but then she really figured it out and, and, and was one of the better companions, but... There are exceptions, but a lot of times they come in and they play these comedians, or they play... They're playing themselves, basically. Yeah, I mean, Lee Mack, I think, was in an episode last year, and, and he's a comic, and he I thought he was pretty good. Of course, I can't think of what episode it was, and I can't connect to the internet. Well, Lenny Henry, I think, isn't he a comedian? He's a comedian. He was yeah. fantastic he was, in this. Yeah, I, I he thought he was really good in this. Very serious, didn't ham it up. I thought he was sinister. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why and, I, I think he would be a better master. Uh, with that in mind, the guy who plays the master is Sasha um, something. Bar Bar Dewan or um, yeah. Sasha Dewan or what? Dewan. Okay. Yeah. I thought he was better in this episode. I did too. Yeah, he yeah, wasn't, he wasn't off the wall bonkers. He wasn't like, like ooh, 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 you know. Except when he first appeared in 1834 and he was like all crazy with the big hat. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, that was a little over the top, but he it did. Let's start he, killing people. He calmed down and he he was a little bit more serious, especially with the German officer. He was it's you know it's kind of scary, you know. Mm -hmm. And that reminded me of Delgado. I thought of Delgado and and, and that sort of. Uh, so if he's the master and he's going to stay the master, I'm okay with him because I thought he really improved himself. It wasn't the actor, it was the writing. I thought overall this whole episode, when he's telling her to kneel, and then, um, you know, there's a dynamic going on there, which I think is very interesting, how he seems to have the upper hand, even though he technically lost. Um, I thought that they did a better job sort of showing a little bit more of what's left of his humanity. You know, I mean, he's not just... Like, Missy was just not bad. <laughs> Gallifrey, mm -hmm. You know, she yeah. was just... You very rarely saw her stop and think. You know, and, and I get that that's sort of part of the Master's deal. He's not... He's gone mad. Yeah. And he's just wants to destroy everything because of whatever it was that happened to him on Gallifrey. But I... I you know, this seemed a little bit more... There was more depth to him, I guess, is what it was. Like, you could understand where he was coming from a little bit more. Yeah, you know, even bad guys need some character development. Yeah. Well, I think one of the... I, I like Delgado a lot. One of the one of the problems with the Delgado is 
almost not every episode, but a lot of episodes, Delgado would have a plan that was very elaborate. And the plan would be going in his way, and all of a sudden, the doctor would say, oh, wait a minute, your plan's flawed because now this, this, and this, and the master would go, oh, no. And the two of them would work together to solve the problem. And right. then the master would say, you know, curses, and then go off. And then the next episode would be the same thing. And this reminded me of a little bit of that because it felt like he wasn't in complete control of everything. And we've seen them team up before in, in, in the new series as well. But, um, but in this one, what's he trying to do still? I mean, I guess you could argue the classic. Is he trying to kill the doctor? You know, he just machine guns the floor and walks away. Did he think the doctor was in the floor? A and then... Must have. But why yeah, wouldn't you just it. kill the doctor back when they were... Oh, I got iced tea. Boom, you're dead. Back in the first episode. Well, because then you wouldn't have an episode. Well, but I know. But I just <laughs> Unless there's something more, because then he drops the Gallifrey bombshell. Yeah, yeah. But he then he said he claimed he was the one to destroy Gallifrey. Right. But he wanted her to go there. And he wanted her to go there and see it, and then when she went there, it triggered something so that he did Where that Where did she projection. get the little disc thing, though? That all of a sudden he appears in the TARDIS. He must have left it. Well, I thought it was just... Is that what she threw at the end? Yeah. yeah. I thought it was just a TARDIS communicating. I didn't think it was a disc thing. Yeah, it was like a little glowing... He said, if you have this, this means you've been to Galifrey. Maybe she found it on the ground or something, but they, they didn't show that. No, they didn't show where she got it. She just had it. Yeah, they showed her in her hand, looking at it and stuff. But. Oh, it went off like a like a cell phone. Uh, oh, I'm about to look at. Maybe he slipped it in her pocket or something. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but now I'm now I'm curious. Like, what did they do on Gallifrey? <laughs> well, this know? is um, you know I think some fans are not going to like this because this is a rewriting of history, and we're we're going through that a little bit now. We just mentioned sometimes it's for the good. We we talk about you know how history is not exactly how it was written, and things change. You know, like the 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 uh, the colonists um, in America. You know, they they were evil. They came over here and just destroyed a bunch of Indians and stuff. And that's not the way it was originally written. But now there's a move to kind of go over that. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's not correct or perfectly accurate you know it's like I'm sure they didn't come over here and just start slaughtering the Indians I, I mean they, they lived in harmony for 60 70 years or whatever and then there was other people that mm -hmm. got involved but um, but certainly you know if that didn't happen then we wouldn't be here or whatever so there's a lot of but there's a little bit of rewriting and I'm afraid that they're going to rewrite Gallifrey into being I mean, they, they were never really good per se because they always they were kind of always in so you know, rewrite what we already know and what we know is wrong and this is what yeah especially so with nervous the, what they call that. it the time child yeah or timeless uh, child timeless child and i mean they, they they got they've kind of already done that because when eccleston was the first doctor he said his planet was destroyed and he yeah. was the last one yeah. and then they rewrote that with that painting yeah, episode yeah you know where they were not really dead and so I mean so a way that, that you know now that you mention it, it seems like they they we already done this so it's like oh boy here we go again but you know I, I mean I don't tend to read the comments on Twitter or Facebook about the episodes um, 
so I don't know what people thought about that uh, that two part episode that took place at unit headquarters Gallifrey Falls and yeah. I can't remember the name of the other episode but um, were they were they moved the yeah they well, moved the, the whole planet yeah, they, they saved Gallifrey bubble. Gallifrey was destroyed but yeah. not in reality it was moved to a bubble and that's where they are right um, and now they're like well now they're destroyed again and are, are they going to at some point in the future change that Chicken. you know yeah right right um, it, it, that happens in TV shows and mov it happens in Star Wars movies where they rewrite previous movies you know because and with Doctor Who it's not the same people you know the series is on too long you can't have the same sure. people writing it for 50 years or whatever so that you know people look at it and go okay we got to change yeah, what, what can we do? You know, we could do this, we could do that, we can make things different and everything. I didn't like the way they did that in 1968, so I'm going to change it. And that's what they have, the, as long as it makes sense, they can do that. And I think fans, for the most part, kind of like that stuff because it's like, oh my god, you know. Right. It does, it does sort of take a little getting used to. And I, I do wonder if Barton and the, and the, Cassava melons or whatever the heck they were called. Oh, the, uh, the cassavas are going to be back because I do think that seven. was I think that was an attempt to turn everybody into Cybermen. It, it, when you said it, I, I was thinking it because especially when they're talking about the computer, I'm like, is this a link to Cybermen? And I'm like, is this going to be a season where it's just nonstop, like continuing, continuing? And so I, I was, I thought that was going to happen. I the thought. way it was going, I thought it was going to be another cliffhanger to another episode. Yeah, that's what I, you know. It with the Cybermen involved. He did say there was going to be an arc, and we were all assuming the arc is the Master, but maybe the arc is the Cassava, Cassavans. Yeah, maybe. I, I mean, they seem to be banished. They were banished to their, you know. It, it's definitely left undone, but it, I think they're done. I think the link is the master and the timeless child. How many, how many times have the Daleks been banished? They always come back. Yeah, obviously, we're going to see Daniel Barton again. Well, they, they definitely anyone could come back. I mean, they, every race that the Doctor's destroyed or, or or banished could come back. Um, I didn't necessarily like the way she did it because it was kind of off screen. I went back through time. I put a bug in your computer system and so when you turn it on it's going to like not work that's a, that's a little bit that like, was a I'm like going and in a year's it. time the master wouldn't figure out that you put a bug in his program well and then we mentioned it, it seemed like it was a cliffhanger because we were looking at the time going this is this is almost over and it doesn't look like it's almost over because this is where everyone's being transferred they just and, and it felt much. like a cliffhanger and then well, the they could have says, cut off going back through time a little bit well, they didn't need to go back twice maybe they could have done once yeah. or maybe not make it so extensive well I mean, one of my, my favorite scene in the whole episode was the three companions talking about the Doctor. Do we, what do we really know about yeah. her? Yeah. And I love that moment because that's that moment that Chimno has been able to do that neither, that m most of the Moffat and Russell Taylor can't really do, couldn't do that much. Well, I think that happened with, with Rose. Jenna, with, it happened with Rose, it happened with Jenna Coleman, at least that I can remember off the top of my head. Maybe. <clears throat> you know, Mar the, uh, Martha, too, because. She 
he had to sit down and tell her at the end of the well, the one with the cat people there. Yeah, but you're being literal. What I mean is the moments where the companions could sit around and say, and and talk, and it f didn't feel like they were, well, they were they were in a danger, but the, it, it, it was enough time that it felt like, and and they do that. Chibnall does a better job with that. He he allows breathing room, whereas telling Rose. Who you know was at the end of that episode where they go back and I smell chips. You know, basically he said mm -hmm. in two seconds he said, "I'm I'm a girlfriend. You know, my people are destroyed." It was a great moment. It was a good moment and everything. And but it, it didn't last. She just said, "Oh, I, uh, let's go." You know, he big smiles in her face and run away. They sat there and like we got to do something about this. And and Graham goes. Um, and we will see the doctor again, and she'll be fine, and blah blah blah. And that was really, really reassuring. And then they later on well, say they should have realized they're going to see the doctor again because she magically made them be able to use a phone to land an airplane. Well, yeah, I think that part of the problem with the other companions is that it was just one companion, and so you could be sitting there thinking, I don't know that much about this guy, but then how do I ask him? Yeah. <laughs> you know, well, and, and when and you have three yeah. people standing there going, all right, who are you, yeah. and what is all this, and mm -hmm. what, you know, where are you from, and da, 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 you know, it's a, it's a lot easier, whereas, you know, you've got Rose, young woman, you've got Martha, young woman, obviously infatuated, Donna, you know, I think was a little bit more mature, but Donna was also Donna, and Jenna Coleman, young woman, kind of infatuated. Amy, yeah. you know. Well, I mean, there's a different dynamic because they can bounce ideas off each other and they can justify their thoughts. Mm -hmm. And I'm more. I'm not trying to be as literal though. I'm saying that in the last episode, um, Ryan and Yaz talk about her experience, whereas, and it made this feed, feeds right into what you just said, whereas the companion wouldn't necessarily go up to the doctor and say, you know, I just was in a, a near-death situation, because they never really feel like they can talk to the doctor, right. but now they have... There seems to be more equality between the companions and the doctor, whereas before the doctor was up here and sort of on a pedestal, and the companion was kind of like worshipful almost not yeah. that's maybe too strong a word but you know idolized yeah. the doctor and didn't qu have any didn't question him and you know are they going back to their bunk and having a good cry after all these horrible <laughs> things happened we don't know because yeah. you don't they they never showed that yeah. whereas now they do like Yaz was sitting on the porch kind of crying yeah. and you know and that's great uh, that, that helps with the character I mean they, they can run all they want up and down the stairs. You're not developing the character as much during those scenes. But when you, when the companions are talking to each other, and we know where Graham stands, I mean, both of them, like when he said, "We're going to see the doctor, and we're we're going to be okay." Yaz was like, "Yeah, like, yeah, right, like, right, like you right. know, because well, why are you so positive?" You well, know, he's positive because she made the video to tell him how. Again, you're being play. literal. It, it, take the video out of it. He was still being positive. And he didn't say, we saw the video, so we know she's okay. But she didn't, you know, at that, that moment it was just Graham being positive. But, yeah, you're, you're right. They, they, have the, the, they had evidence to support that, but they didn't know that that's but what But they didn't happened. know that was what, that, w that was how she did it. Yeah. You know, and... But, I mean, 
as we were watching it, we figured, well, yeah, there had to have been a moment where she did that. I didn't figure that. Well, I mean, until I saw her going back and doing yeah, but, it. But I mean, when we <laughs> saw the names underneath the seats, it's like, well, who would have done that? Somebody must have known to do that. Now that's a, another huge cop out. Yeah, because how is she gonna? Ryan would be in that right spot, right? Because she was already gone, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, it, it is a lot of um, suspension of disbelief. Yeah, and a and, lot. and if she could do that in this episode, why can't she do that in every episode? Right. And it's a it's a problem with with Doctor Who is because you you every episode you could have someone like um, I'm not gonna name any names, but you have certain people who are so literal, and they might say, well, wait a minute, the dog can go back in time and fix that. Well, it's like, well, in that case, they can fix, never, you'll never, it'll be like um, the movie there with... The she kind of sort of did, that's what she went, like, stopped a year before and changed the computer program. Yeah, so this was like, and one of my biggest problems with a TV movie was it was a giant, you know, oh, everything is going bad, I'm just going to go back in time and fix everything. Mm-hmm. And... If you do that in every episode... It becomes Groundhog Day. Yeah. And, and it's it just like, it was ridiculous. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so I don't think that's a strong point of this story. But there's a lot of good things in it, but that was um, not that was the a best. That felt yeah. like a, yeah. Yeah, a way to cheap out on the whole, the whole um, thing. And I understand this is Doctor Who, but... Uh, and I understand that this has happened for years, but it happened twice in this episode. Uh, the doctor is in a different time and says, today will be what? And instead of them saying, I don't know, Monday, they say the year. Right. And it's like, why would you say the year? Mm -hmm. And then later on, he's, he, I, I don't, when, when is this, um, you know, autumn? What, 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 what? No, yep. I'm going to tell you the year. Well, she asked for the year. No, she didn't. She said, the what, second time well, the she second time, but she said, and, and even, she asked a couple people, but even when she, when someone asks you the year, do you just automatically say, oh, it's 2020? You, you know, your, your instinct is to say, why? Yeah, yeah. Or, you How come know, you don't know what year it is? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, now it's January, we probably, yeah. people forget or whatever, but. I just felt that it stuck out, and I wrote it down the first time, and then when it happened the second time, I was like, come on. You know, you know it's, it's a, what I've noticed in Chibnall's the last two episodes is there's little bit jumps in logic, like she, um, when the, the Kasavin or whatever in the container in the first episode says, we're going to take over this or something, she didn't give him any time to continue the sentence. He says... I'm gonna. We're gonna take over this. This what? This what? Yeah. And then he goes universe, but he was in mid sentence, and she interrupted him, and and it's like it should have been him stopping, and then her going, this this you know it just little stuff like that. It felt like the the dialogue. There's a, it's a little clunky, but yeah, um, sometimes. Maybe I'm getting picky, but um, <laughs> you? No, not you seriously? Yeah. Um. I think I'm going to have to rewatch these two back to back yeah. to kind of really yeah. see if it improves. So I New Year's Day was better than this one. Really? Well, it moved faster. Yeah. It moved faster, but I like the end of this one better than the end of the last one. <laughs> yeah. 
You know, I was like, whoa. Belfry's <laughs> been destroyed. Yeah, it's a pretty elaborate plan, and then the master even spends what seven years just like he didn't do any. He didn't go. He was stuck in time, so he had to live for seventy years or whatever. What was he doing that whole time? And yeah, it's right. Like Jack Harkness, you know, <laughs> he was living years and years. It just kind of he really couldn't come up with anything better. He couldn't. I mean, he lived through the Roger DiGaldo era. Couldn't he have just found one of his old Tardises and taken it? Or maybe he was in prison or something. I don't know. You're assuming he got captured by the Nazis, you would have thought they would have killed him. But then he, yeah. ha you know, so if they did, you don't know what happened to him, so. Yeah. You just have to kind of, and he just happened but to But he went to Gal, oh no, he went to Gallifrey before, never mind. Yeah, before but, but he must have just broken out because he just had enough time to get back to witness the end of everything. And it's like, where was he? Was he... I don't know. It, it's yeah. another little. Well, he didn't want to meet up with him, his own self. Why not? Because that would screw things up. He did the last. Uh, you know, he's done it before. Well, maybe for this plan, he couldn't. I don't know. Um. Anyway, it'll be interesting. Removing the memory of the doctor. Has he done that before? Just gone up to people. Yep, yeah, uh -huh. Donna. Donna. Yeah, but that was, yeah, some. Yeah, he. I think he's done it to other people yeah. before. I'm surprised he doesn't do it more. That he, she, he, or she doesn't do it more often. It just seemed a little, again, another. And the changing of history seemed to be, you know, a little, little caught, a lot of cop outs, but. Um, I think that's an issue they run into any time that they. Yeah. Uh, do a historical figure in an episode. Yeah, but if they do, like when you look at Girl in the Fireplace, there wasn't, I, Cop Out doesn't come to mind. Mm -mm. And Moffat did, or whoever wrote it, because we know it couldn't have been Moffat. <laughs> but whoever wrote that story did a really good job of, of designing it so that it didn't need a Cop Out. Mm -hmm. Chibnall didn't do that with this episode. Right. He didn't write it. If he had another episode and I don't know if we, we've been like oh god another one you know can we just end this story and go on to something else but it felt like it was rushed and it's like well I don't have a have a way of the doctor saving the day so we'll just uh, that's how I felt yeah yeah, yeah. like we'll there was it. it was just uh, let's just wrap this up as quick as we can so we can you know finish the, sh the episode <laughs> and that happens in classic that's happened in new it's happened yeah. in the, happened in the TV movie where it's like oh my god how can the doctor get out of this and it's like, you know, Donna pushing the button and the dogs go away or whatever in that episode. It's like, oh boy, you know, that's yeah. not a good payoff for the build-up, you know. Yeah, I agree. But it's like, you know, you can't figure out how to write your way out of it, then you're just gonna, you know, yeah, you gotta just fake it, do something. <laughs> and sometimes it's not... I hate to say this, but in Doctor Who especially, sometimes the main plot is really not that important. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's the subplots. It's other things going on, and it, this At is... At least more in the newer show. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, one of the main... I'm surprised none of you called me out on this. One of the main criticisms of the new show is when you have a story, and in the middle of the story, something comes up that has nothing to do with the story, but is, is Bad Wolf... Yeah. Or, or, you know, a child will die and all this. I hate those stuff, because those things, because it's like, I want this story. I don't want to, I don't care about the umbrella. And they did it in this one with the Gallifrey being destroyed. It, 
Um, it wasn't really part of the plot, but it was it was bigger than than Bad Wolf was. But it, it's in terms well, it was of more obvious than Bad Wolf. Yeah. Um, but I, I I'm now interested. I'm not as like oh come on don't give us that you know you know or the um, when the doctor's looking at the that the thing and like um, Amy's pregnant or she's not or whatever it's oh, those right, things are just right. kind of like just reminding the audience that there's a bigger story going on and that's what this is going to be she's probably going to keep running into evidence I guess that's how the yeah, show she's going to run into evidence I think yeah. there was something that was there's something coming after her or something from the last series or something that Chibnall was interview said that there's the cloth monsters something the, the cloth monsters <laughs> he says it's something she that's coming that's going coming for her or whatever maybe it was the master I don't know but that's what he kind of alluded in interviews yeah. he goes oh you'll see what the storyline is if once you see it so it's, it's either <clears throat> yeah, I don't even listen to stuff like that that people just the things that they make up sometimes to make you watch it's like <laughs> so that was okay I, mean, yeah. I don't think it was the greatest but it was yeah but I mean for, for, for the first two episodes overall it wasn't bad um, are we saying that they're still um, online with last season's episodes for the most part I mean no. there's not you think this is dim and better yeah bit? yeah like some of the action, this one was a little, a little This one was a little bit kind of dragged and a little boring in spot because it's. <laughs> I just leaned back in the chair and I was like, "Am I falling asleep here?" But you always tell when it's kind of boring because I start looking at the sports scores and um, going, "Oh la la la!" And you definitely weren't into it because you're doing, you're I sewing, you're just your hand was knitting. head was down and you're knitting and you weren't. Because you didn't have listening. to, you didn't have to watch it. No, I was, All you had to do was yeah, listen. There was, there was no because there was no there was action talking. going on. Yeah. It was, t it was. I would look up when I would hear like something big yeah. coming, and then I would look up. I was unraveling my knitting because I made a mistake. That's what I was doing. I mean, I was able to write notes and not have to worry about missing anything because all they were doing was blah, 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 blah. Well, see, it's weird because the three companions talking, I didn't think that scene was boring at all. I was no. really... In, in the three companions were more interesting than the doctor going back, trying to get back through time. Well... Because he kept t talking to the two historical figures way too much. I'm like, well, come on, get... Yeah. To get, let's get going. Maybe, maybe they could have skipped that, but they, they, had, cut they had a plan I mean, with that. Oh, you're so brilliant. I'm like, okay, great. She's brilliant. Don't just keep going on and on and on for like five minutes of how brilliant she is. Get going with the story. Make mention. This is yeah. Ada Lovelace. She did this. She's a great historical figure. Now let's go. Well, that's there, that's the not just. It's almost like it's the lesson of the of the episode. Yeah, it's, it's the like they're spoon feeding you the going back to the classic Doctor Who where they had it. They, they it was they kept, they pawned it off as this is educational. Right, so we're right. going to show them. Well, you about only have friends. an hour, so let's go. <laughs> let's well, get a move on. They have more time to to breathe, and I, that's why I still like. And that's I think you know one of the benefits of the two parters. He didn't really do any two parters last. No, I didn't do any. Season. Mm -hmm. And so, although, you know, Chibnall wrote Broadchurch, <laughs> and that was six or eight, maybe even ten episodes per season of one story. So you'd think he would know how to write, although Broadchurch had a couple of episodes that were filler, and a little more draggy. I mean, that was a pretty intense show. Um, so Maybe that's why we were kind of somewhat disappointed, because Broadchurch church was 
really good, and then he comes mm-hmm. to this, and you're kind kind of like when you well, the Moffat thing. Moffat was really good writing for Rusty Davis, and then when he came and got this, you're just like, uh, uh, what's his name? Matthew Graham. I, I was oh, like, that was so disappointing. I, I was like, yeah, he's this I is mean, the guy who did is doing Life on Mars. And he's, he's like and he's like the best thing ever, and then he does the uh, and, and he did that ashes to ashes, and then he does fear her. Fear her. Like, <laughs> and I'm is just it like, that guy wrote ashes to ashes and life on Mars? Yes. And wrote fear her. Yes. Isn't that messing up? <laughs> that is it? Oh my god! When you I heard that he was ready for Doctor Who, I was like, all oh, right. And then all of a sudden you see his episode, you're like. WTF? What the hell is this crap? Well, my thought was, okay, it can't be the writer anymore. It's got to be the doc. It's got to be the show. It's got to be Russell T. Davis. I blamed it on Davis. I said, no, well, it can't be Matthew Graham. Yeah, it oh, can't no, be no. because look, he did. And that's the same thing with when John Sin was picked for the ma- for the master. Or whatever, I was I'm all like, thrilled. Oh, good, he's a really good actor, and he's like, woohoo! And I'm like, oh god. And, and he we is never, a good actor. And we never were yeah, able to get not, our yeah. friends to watch Life on Mars because yeah, we, we were like, us. you know, and it was, was like, such a John. You gotta show. watch Life on nope, Mars. Nope, John Sin's a stupid uh, actor. He's, 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 he's the one who plays the master, right? No, thank you. And I'm like, he doesn't play the same character, you know? Yeah, no, that show is so. And I've seen him in other things too, and he's good. He's very good. Yeah. yeah, Life on Mars was amazing. And so was Ashes to Ashes. Yeah. That doesn't get enough credit. No, mm, no, Ashes to Ashes at sometimes is a little bit better than Life on Mars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it had three seasons instead of only two. Did Ashes to Ashes have three seasons? Yeah, mm-hmm. it had three seasons. I like the last season, Life on Mars with the Devil. I might have to revisit yeah. that. I gotta rewatch that show. Was, no, the Devil was in Ashes to Ashes. Yeah. Yeah. The last season, that guy was that guy was in Doctor Who too. He was uh, the the father, of the kid that saw the. The dolls. Oh, he was also Moriarty. No, he wasn't. Um, in Sherlock? No, that guy's young. The devil. He played the devil in Ashes to Ashes, more or less. He was the devil. I'm pretty sure he played Moriarty. No, that was someone else. Completely okay. different. Who's the actor who played the devil? I don't know. I can't get online. Look it up. He was also the guy who played the devil in Ash Ashes. Anyway, we're getting Rogue off. One, he was the guy who gets killed in the beginning when he says, oh, they're coming up, and the guy escapes. Um, anyway. We're way off topic. Yeah, okay. so, um, okay, well, you know. Think, well, let's uh, see what next week brings. Yeah, I think this was um, overall okay. positive. My friend here thinks he just hopes that Maisie Williams is a timeless child. Although, as an immortal, who looks younger than she is? And who was last seen on Galfrey, I fear she might be. I don't know. And he's also ha- was happy that Cybermen weren't the ones because we just saw him like two years ago. Yeah. But they are going to be in the season yeah. since we saw him in the trailer. So I'm looking forward to that. That's an interesting thing. I hope it's not Macy Williams either. I doubt it. I doubt it is. It seems like Chibnall's starting from scratch. So this thing didn't like cut halfway through. No, of course not. Like um, last time. It, 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 it doesn't for 50 times and it, did, it does it once. Don't expect it to do it again. It just, you know, just one of those things. Um, okay, um... I don't know, we kind of sort of liked it better yeah, than last I, I season. Mean, I, I'm fine with it so far. It, it was know, okay, it, not It wasn't great. spectacular. I'm still waiting for those spectacular episodes. I still think there were some really good uh, Jodie Whittaker moments in this. And, um, she has flashes of really good stuff, but I haven't quite, you know, seen that, oh, wow, she just nailed it, you know, type of thing. But, yeah, I haven't either yet, but... Yeah. Still waiting. Still waiting. Okay. Thanks for listening.